Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Welcome, everyone, to The Good Good Life. You know what you have entered. You have entered into the Janiverse. Yes, I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am so glad that you are joining me. We made it. You made it to the good, good life. And I want you to just, oh, breathe. Take a breath. Let's just calm the noise for the next hour together and enjoy this good, good life. I want you to think about what you are grateful for this week. This always puts a smile on our face when we think about our gratitude. Hopefully there's more than one thing, but you can take this moment and put a big smile on your face when you think about all of the blessings in your life. Now, are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic? I hope you are. We've got a great topic today, and I want you to be enthusiastic about this topic by the time we finish. I am talking about change change. We're going to talk about turning that pain into gain. Yes, let's face it. Change can be painful. But if you think about it, there are really two kinds of pain when it comes to change. There's number one, the pain of change. And then number two, the pain of not changing. We know this to be true, right? I mean, it hurts to grow and to change and to transform. But if we do not do those things, then it's going to be a painful life because we will get left behind. Change disrupts everything, doesn't it? I mean, even the change that we choose. Oftentimes, there are choices that we make that are going to really just turn our world upside down. But we chose to do it, whether that is moving or buying a new house or getting married or deciding to start a family, a new job. All those things are things that we often choose, but there's still big changes in our life. So it's very disruptive. But it is especially disruptive if the change is imposed upon us. We didn't pick it. We didn't choose it. But that is how life happens sometimes. We need to learn that there really is so much gain after we go through the process. And that is what I want us to walk through together today. Now, I want to know how you would finish this sentence, okay? Think about it. What would you say to finish this simple sentence? Change is. 
what would you put there? What would you add to complete that phrase? Change is. What pops into your head immediately? And I want you to keep thinking of words. So I have asked people to share with me what their thoughts are on that several times, especially when I am working with clients and organizations and we're talking about this topic of change. So I want to share with you a very short list because, I mean, we could spend an hour just talking about all the things that change really is. But here are a few of the words that I have heard lately when I ask people. These are not all mine, um, but again, I just chose a few to share with all of you. So change is constant, necessary, exciting, and fun. Change is stressful, overwhelming, scary, uncomfortable. Change is growth. It is adventurous, a lot of work. It's difficult, heartbreaking, hurtful. Change is transformation. It's liberating. These are just a few of the words that I have heard when I ask people to finish that phrase. I wonder what you thought of when I asked you that. So this tells us that change is charged with emotion. I mean, one person might feel every single one of those things on that list during a season of change. I mean, we go all over the place when we have an upheaval of what we're comfortable with, and it's all different. So we need to understand it and recognize it. But most important, we need to have the right mindset around it. Let's face it, perhaps the only person who likes change is a wet baby. Boom, boom. Yes, I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. I hope you're laughing with me. We've got to laugh, right? Even through our pain. So here's a question for you. How many of you listening right now are afraid of change? Now we know if you're a regular listener and if you're new, we welcome you to the Janiverse. But this is really a lot of self-discovery that we go through together during our time in each show. So it's your time to hopefully decompress, to have some new insights, but to also be very honest with yourself. Are you afraid of change? Now, let's flip that question. How many of you think other people are afraid of change? Aren't we so good at 
looking outward and looking at other people and being a little critical of how they handle life or how they approach a situation or a relationship. And we make up all of our assumptions and stories. Oh, they're just afraid to change. They are so stuck in their ways. Well, how about us? Are we a little afraid to change? Are we a little stuck in our ways? Why is change so hard? I will tell you why. Because there's a lot of research that points to these statistics. 88%, 88% of people believe that a change will make things worse for them. What does that mean? Only 12% of people think that change is going to make it better. Where are you in those percentages? Are you in that 88% thinking that everything is going to be worse if you have to go through a change? Or are you in that small little 12% where you think it actually could be better? I hope that this group increases that 12% number because it really can be so much better than we ever imagined. And I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to walk you through how you can have that perspective. But I want to ask you another question. You know, I love to ask you questions. And feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and answer these in a message if you want to. But what percent of major change have you successfully gone through? Think about it. If you were going to give that a number, what percent of major change have you yourself successfully gone through? Well, I'm not going to wait any longer. I hope every single one of you said 100%. Yes, You have been successful because we know change is the one constant in life. And guess what? You are still standing. You are here listening to the good, good life. And you are enjoying this good, good life. You have done it. You have gone through change 100% of the time successfully. And you can continue to do it. But it seems like when it's thrown upon us again, we may not make it through right? But I want you to think about that. You've already gone through so much change and I just want to help enhance that ability. And what I want to do is I want to introduce you all to a book. Now, some of you, this may be a review of a book, but this is a very powerful book, yet it is kind of simply written to make it so relatable, and it is still so relevant. It is the number one international bestseller that has sold over 28 million copies, and that's just in print. So if people are still out there, you know, downloading this book, I am really glad. It is a timeless business classic, and it is called Who Moved My Cheese? It uses really simple parables to reveal some profound truths about dealing with change so that we can enjoy less stress and more success in our life as we go through all of these changes. So 
I'm going to give you a little brief overview of this book, Who Moved My Cheese? And it is by Spencer Johnson, Dr. Spencer Johnson. And it really, I do not want you to be fooled by the characters in the book and the simplicity that seems to be on the surface, because this is very thought-provoking, and it also makes us consider how are we approaching change. So it is based on four cartoon characters. Yes, we are going back to our childhood, right? If any of you enjoyed cartoons, well, I I say childhood, but now there are so many adult cartoons, it's kind of crazy. But it is based on four cartoon characters. They are called Him and Haw and Sniff and Scurry. Now, Him and Haw are what they describe as little people, and Sniff and Scurry are two mice. Now, I will tell you, in my world, I would not be uh, coexisting with mice, but in this book, (laughs) in this imaginary world where they live in a maze together, they're all friends. So him and Hall are the people, and Sniff and Scurry are the mice. And these characters, really all of these characters, represent the people that we all work with and we live with every single day including ourselves. So let me give you a quick little synopsis of the book. I don't want to give everything away. Um, I do encourage you to keep this one on your shelf but or download it. So they basically live in a maze and they have all of the cheese that they need and that they want for survival. They go to this one location every day. They know how to get there in the maze and they're just eating away and they're just enjoying life, not a care in the world. Well, sniff and scurry they start recognizing that the cheese supply is starting to deplete a little because guess what? They're eating it every single day. Now, him and Ha, the people, they continue to take for granted that someone is going to replenish the cheese. So what do you think happens? Snip and scurry, they start venturing out into the scary unknown maze because they know we better find a new source of cheese. Him and Haw do not. Well, Sniff and Scurry, they find the new cheese. They take the risk and they go out and they change their routine and they do not get hungry. They accept that they've got to do something different where him and Haw, the people, they analyze it. They have a certain approach to it, which I'm about to share with you. And They really do think that they are entitled to stay put, live comfortably, and keep the cheese that they think belongs to them, even though they're eating it every day and they see that it is disappearing. So they eventually begin to start getting really hungry. They don't have the cheese. Ha will change and starts to get a little courage and goes out there and tries to find some cheese. But him, he plays the victim. He thinks that it's not fair, that that was his cheese. Who's going to bring it back? And what happens to him, we really don't know for sure, but it does not look pretty. It looks bleak. 
And it's all because he was not able to change. So sniff is someone that can really be prepared and they kind of smell in the air, which is why their name is sniff, that change is coming. It is around the corner. So they're not surprised when the change comes. Now, scurry, you can imagine these are, this is a character that represents people that really do go into action. I mean, they really are focused on what the end result is and they like being busy. So, you know, the scurries are going to do something quickly. Him, as I said, they play the victim. There's nothing about change that they like. And even in their mind and out loud, they just want to sit there and complain and say, this isn't fair. Then you've got the hall. Now, hall is someone that isn't outwardly just um, pushing against it. They're not revolting against the change, but they're not changing. They're sort of just sitting back and they're seeing what's going to happen. But in that process, they could lose sight of the fact that they need to change. But most of the time, if you relate to this haw, you might be shocked by the change, but you do eventually realize that there's some new quote unquote cheese out there and you've got to go and get it. You've got to go look for it. You've got to work for it. So these are obviously all about metaphors in this parable of Sniff and Scurry and Him and Haw and where they live in the maze and what the cheese represents. So let me just tell you what they represent because I want you to think about this in your own life. The cheese really represents our goals, our dreams, our desires. It's basically what we want. What is the cheese that you want? Maybe it is a career title, a relationship, a new house, a new job. You want status. What is your goal? The maze represents the journey, the path to reach those goals. The maze really is all about where you spend your time looking for what you want. And the characters represent how we're handling the change. So who are you in the story? Are you sniff? Are you expecting it? Do you see it coming? Are you scurry? Do you jump into action? You're on board. Let's see where this takes us. Or are you him? You get angry. You, you dig your heels in. You don't want to change and you're not going to. Or are you haw? You're really, really slow about it. You miss some of the adventure because you didn't join in soon, quickly enough, but you eventually get on board with it. But you got to think about it. What did you miss by waiting? So I want you to think about who you relate to the most, sniff or scurry or him or haw, as we continue to talk about this uh, topic of change and the cheese, right? That symbol of what's important to you, because having that makes you happy, right? The more cheese, the happier we are. But here's another question to consider. What do you want out of life? What is that thing that is important to you? And the next question I have is, 
What are you holding on to that's keeping you from getting that? Because the more important that that constant, that comfort zone is to you, and the more important it is, the more you want to hold on to it. And you don't reach for the stars. You don't go with the change. You don't jump into an initiative to see where it might take you in your job. What do you need to let go of? Maybe it is an old way of doing things. Maybe it is an old way of acting and behaving. Are you gossiping too much? Do you use a lot of profanity? Are you manipulating others to get what you want? Which definitely goes along with the last show we talked about, trust and faith. But what is it you need to let go of in order to go into the maze, to start the journey of change and transformation? Because it is actually safer to go search in the maze than it is to remain in a situation that isn't going to transform you. It isn't going to keep you moving forward. Is it fear that's holding you back? Because the only way you are going to get to your desired results That cheese that you want is to take action. And what does action do? It creates momentum. And when we have momentum, that means we're moving. We are at least moving. We may have to redirect and recalibrate every now and then, but we are doing something. And that, my friends, is all about motivation. Motivation means that we keep moving even through the obstacles and the detours. There is something new and better out there, but you've got to get into the maze. You've got to start the journey. What would you do if you were not afraid? Would you maybe go back to school? Get that degree, that degree that you have been thinking you really want? Would you apply for that promotion? Would you commit to that relationship? What would you do if you weren't afraid? Go back to that question I asked a little while ago. What do you want out of life? I'll tell you this. If your dreams don't scare you a little, they're probably not big enough. What I have learned in life, because I have lived through some very scary situations, is without scary, we would never have brave. And when you move beyond your fear, oh my goodness, you just feel free. You're no longer burdened with the what if, what if I did this? Could I actually accomplish that? It is so much freedom when we can move past our fear. 
I um I saw this acronym once about fear, and it said that fear really stands for false events appearing real. All oftentimes the fear that we build up in our mind, it isn't even real. I will tell you, when you do move past your fear and you feel that freedom and you start feeling the momentum and the liberation around that, it is amazing what can happen in your life. Because if you fight for your limitations, you will get to keep them. So we got to audit our environment. We have got to be aware of our surroundings and our culture and what is going on in our world because we need to know when things are getting old or stale or they're not working anymore. As the book puts it, we need to smell the cheese often so you know when it is getting old. Now, notice I said smell the cheese. Don't cut the cheese. Okay, anyway, again, I'll be here all week. But we have got to notice if things need to change because this is all about life. This is growth. This is development. The quicker we can let go of that old cheese, that old way of doing something, that negative attitude that you've been hanging on to, that unforgiveness that is turning into bitterness in your heart. When we can let go of these old things, then we are going to find that new result, that new cheese, that freedom I was just talking about. So the way we do this is we have to change what we believe. Because when we change what we believe, then that's when you change what you do. We can have a paradigm shift about the pain of this change, and we can look at this as it will eventually be gain, because that is what we're striving for, is growth and gain and goals accomplished and a purposeful, fulfilling life where we pour into others and we need to really get out of our fear and tap in to that courage that we all have within us. All right. Have you been thinking about who you are, which character you are in this story? Because Snip and Scurry and him and Haw, they went through a lot. And I'll be honest, we probably all have a little bit of all four of these characters within us. So we've got to decide which one do we want to tap into to create and accomplish those goals. Maybe you haven't even thought about it because you feel like, well, I'm just going to settle for this. This is fine. I'm comfortable. And there is so much beauty and joy and contentment. We need to be content, but we also need to be 
putting our best selves out there and tapping into all of the untapped potential within us. We've got potential that we can tap into every single day for the rest of our lives here on earth. There's so much within us. So when we come back from this short break, don't go anywhere. I am going to share with you how these characters went through some stages of loss, but then it turned into stages of gain. They went from the pain to the gain. And I want you to know what that looks like and how you can practice these things. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this short break on The Good Good Life. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about change, turning pain into gain. And I've been talking about the book, Who Moved My Cheese with Those Four Characters? Which one are you? Sniff, scurry, him or ha. So I mentioned before the break, they went through a lot in this book, going into the maze, 
the scary unknown, trying to figure it out, hitting walls, having to turn around. And so when you think about change, you're losing something. You're losing that comfort. You're losing um, a way of doing something that you know, like the back of your hand, right? You're losing maybe a relationship. You're, You're moving on in a different direction in life, but there is still that grief that you go through. These stages of loss really are equivalent to the stages of grief. And the first one is denial. You just can't believe it's happening. I cannot believe that my company is going to implement this new system. They won't do that. It's just too big. It's too many people. It's too uh, huge of a project to be able to do. So you're in denial. And I will tell you, if you know my story, then you know I have lived through a lot with my health. If you haven't heard it yet... um, in it, it is in the very first episode. I share a lot about it, but I am a double organ transplant recipient. And it started as a kid when I got diagnosed at age eight with type one diabetes, when there was no family history whatsoever of this chronic incurable disease. And I would imagine at age eight, I wasn't fully aware, but I know my mom and dad had to be in complete denial and disbelief that this was happening to me. But fast forward through all my complications, and then when I got the news that I was in total kidney failure, I lived in denial for a while. I just couldn't believe it was happening. I thought it was a mistake. So I had to move through that. And the other stages that follow that denial is often people just get angry, They're mad that this is happening to them. And then that third stage is bargaining. We start trying to make a deal, right? Well, if you don't make me do this, Mr. or Miss, manager, supervisor, my leader, then I'll do good. I'll keep doing it this old way and everyone else can do it the new way, right? Or we even may start trying to bargain with God, God, please take this away and I will be more obedient to your ways. I will try to be a better person. You know, you just start making all these negotiations to try to keep yourself from going through this loss. Then depression and sadness might hit because you're faced with the reality that this is happening. But here's the light. If you move to that last stage of loss, which is acceptance. This is where everything pivots. This is where the change from pain can move in to gain. So we go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Have you ever experienced these stages in your own life? Hopefully you moved through to acceptance quickly because Here are the stages of gain that can come once we have acceptance. We make adjustments. We begin to take that that action, but we know that we have got to make some adjustments. We've got to be flexible. Then the next stage of gain is our imagination kicks in. We start 
seeing the new vision, that new picture. We see that this actually can be better. There could be something amazing that comes from this, even if that is your own personal acceptance and growth and finding that joy again. So from the adjustments and the imagination, then you begin to take the action, that action that you need to take to make yourself better, to join in the change, to achieve the dream, to help others come along with you. And that is, my friends, where you see progress. And that is the fourth stage of gain. You begin to see it. It's not just an imagined picture anymore because you took the action and now you're actually seeing the progress. I always talk about baby steps. We do not want to overwhelm ourselves with too big of a goal. Yes, we've got the big goal, but we got to come up with the ways to get there step by step. And I was talking to my executive producer last week, and she said something that I think I just love it. And it goes perfectly along with this. Inch by inch, life can be a cinch, but yard by yard, life can be hard. So really get excited about the small progress that you see. And lastly, the gain is the achievement. You made the adjustments. You imagined a new picture, a new vision. You took the action. You see the progress. And now you're enjoying the achievement. Now, I want to ask, have you experienced these stages in your life where you got there? And you did it by going through each one of these phases. I know I have, and sometimes I lose sight of the fact that we can achieve these goals and these dreams if we just begin to make the adjustments. So we sometimes need to decide that we are going to move our own cheese. You know, we always think, who moved it? Why are you doing this to me? But we can be proactive about it by changing how we look at change. We've got to see it as an advantage to us. And then we've got to have that picture. You need to vividly have that picture of yourself enjoying this new way of life, enjoying the goal achieved because that is what is going to help you enjoy pursuing it. And then we need to do things differently. We have to take new actions. Sometimes the old way is just not going to get us there. And it is hard to let go of that. But if we change what we believe, then we will act differently. I mean, test me on that statement. If you change what you believe about someone that maybe is not your favorite person and you go in with a completely new view of them, a new belief of how they may react to you, then you're going to act differently. And we need to do that with change. So what could your new cheese, quote unquote, be? Remember, cheese represents what it is we want out of life. 
we've got to imagine ourselves enjoying it before we can find it. Because that is what is going to lead you to it. So what is it? What are you imagining right now as you're listening as your new goal? Maybe it is something that you have wanted to do for a long time. Remember, we talked about before the break, what kind of fear is holding you back? Now, I don't want you to think about that fear. I want you to think about that goal. I want you to think about that dream. I want you to see yourself in that picture. What is it? What do you want out of life? Are you creating that in your mind? right now? What are you doing to make it happen? What are you doing to make this new picture happen? How do you feel now that you're going to make it happen? Imagine you have made it happen. Now imagine, how do you feel How are you feeling right now when you've got success and accomplishment in your mind and in your heart? What is that picture? I'm going to tell you that it takes something else to make that picture come to life. And it takes passion Picture plus passion is what powers you through the maze, that scary maze that you have not jumped into yet. You got to have that passion. Passion is all about doing whatever it takes. What is it that excites you about this picture that you have just painted in your mind? Capture that feeling. Apply it every single day to the changes that you have to go through and the changes that you choose to go through. Find that purpose behind it because that purpose is gain. We have to change what we believe, right? That change is gain. Passion is all about motivation and dedication and drive. And we've got to have that with our picture to give us power. I want to talk about picture right now because I'm using that word because you know me. I love a good alliteration. Picture plus passion gives you power. But picture really is vision. And vision is hope. And I really talk about hope and vision uh, very similarly, because I think that they both have these elements that I'm about to, to share with you. Visions are alive. They are that beacon beyond the water that says, this is where you want to be. You see it. It is just over the horizon, right? So they are alive and they evolve. They celebrate the best of what you are now and who you are with the potential of what and who you want to be. So it's constantly evolving. You don't have to have the same picture. You can start out with this vision and you may tweak it along the way. 
to get exactly where you want to be. And visions beg for action. They really do make you want to go out and change the world. Visions. What are you envisioning right now in this moment? What are you thinking about as far as changes you have gone through? And we already established you have successfully gone through change in your life 100% of the time because you are here. You are still standing. You are still contributing. You are listening to this podcast because you want to grow. You want to be inspired. You want to inspire others. But what are you thinking about that you've lived through and now on the back end of it, you wish that you had jumped in earlier? And I'm not talking about let's live in regret, but let's think about what causes us to hesitate when change is in our life. What are the barriers that keep us from heading towards that vision? Now, we all know in our workplace, our visions are often communicated to us, right? I mean, we hopefully, I hope you are. And if you're not, this is what I do for a living. I help people connect to the purpose of what they do every single day. There is purpose in every single person, but in any work setting, there is purpose in what you're doing, your role, So our vision with our company, our mission with our company, we probably didn't write that. We didn't create that. But I encourage you in the workforce, go and read your mission statement for your company. Figure out what the values are. If if it's been a long time since you've been to orientation, connect to this picture is what I'm trying to say. Connect to it and align your actions with it because these are really positive things that create positive cultures in our workplace. But this is in our personal life as well. If you haven't thought about your vision for the future, remember, they are alive. It is where you want to be and they evolve. Start tapping into the best of who you are. Because there is so much more that will come out of you. And, you know, I did one episode on on your strengths. I am a Gallup certified strengths coach. And I, I will do more about that. I will talk more about strengths. But I want you all to really understand that your natural abilities are your talents. And there are so much more that you can do with them intentionally. So that evolvement of the vision and then the action, and it really goes along when we think about how our visions beg for action. I mean, they motivate us to want to change the world. And one person changes the world every single day for another person. And how you choose to 
approach them, to greet them, to interact with them. You can change their world, even in conflict situations. Remember what I said? We have to change what we believe in order to take the action, to do something different. And we need to change what we believe about change, that it's not pain, it can be gain. Well, we can do that in every area of our life and we can change the world one person at a time. And it can start with you. Socrates said that the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting for the old, but on building the new. Isn't it interesting when we think about where our focus is? We so often want to hold on to what we know, what is comfortable. And sometimes what we're fighting for is not even good or healthy for us. And this is why we need to go through the change. We need to experience that loss, those stages of loss. I am I am telling you, we, we have to allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling. But we also need to figure out a way. And it's going to be different for every single one of us. But we've got to figure out a way to get to the acceptance. Because that is where the action begins. And we are no longer putting our energy on the old cheese my air quotes are in action here, but we're building something new. It is not the strongest who survive, nor the most intelligent, but it's those who are most responsive to change. Because as Benjamin Franklin put it, when you're finished changing you're finished. That one is pretty powerful to me because we don't want to be finished until it is time for us to be called home with our Heavenly Father. But we are going to be evolving and changing all along the way. So why don't we try to enjoy where we are on the way to where we're going. Well, once again, I have absolutely loved my time with all of you, and I am so grateful to you for joining me today on The Good Good Life. You do not want to miss next week's show. I have got David Brzezowski coming from Talent Smart EQ. We are going to talk about how emotional intelligence is really going to help you in everyday life. We're going to go a little deeper this time with my guest, David. So until then... I hope you love this good, good life and you love living and live loving. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. 
Until then, continue to love living and live loving.